Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. Yeah, what's what's going on, Josh? You know, same shit, different day. Um, I went, I had my pre-op. Um, again, so, you know, we always have new listeners and shit. So mm-hmm. I have, I'm having back surgery next week. Um, this will be the last episode until like the beginning of March. Right, right. Um, right. We'll be off for a few uh, weeks. Yeah, hiatus. a little hiatus. Uh, but there's going to be a ton of stuff going up at serious rap shit vivo on youtube so if you just go into youtube pump in serious rap shit vivo into the search bar all one word mm-hmm. it'll pop up with our channel you go there you subscribe and you're going to be getting content the whole time we're out every week right. there'll be new stuff going up there so we got a bunch of joints um, on deck they go on slide mm-hmm. right out while we're yeah. going yeah so there's going to be material getting pumped up there so you won't miss you know you'll only be missing us in the audio form for like four weeks and then we'll be back to back in progress because this surgery um isn't as bad as the last one the last one they had to cut pieces of my spine out this time Uh, they're not doing that (laughs) yeah Yeah. um but you know i'll be down for a couple weeks just like you know trying to get back up and to run in shape like they just told me the day they were like yeah you know you're gonna be on bed rests like for the first couple days and Mm -hmm. blah 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 so um you know Getting ready for that. A little obviously a little nervous about that. It's fucking back surgery. Yeah, it's no joke. Yeah. I mean, if something happens during surgery, all good. I'm gonna be asleep anyway. So mm. I will never know. Yeah. More because like I had a really bad uh setback from the uh, first surgery that I had back in October and like that so this recovery's been like kinda shitty. Um so the hope is like this uh this surgery will be you know, not as bad for recovery. I'm not getting mm-hmm. such invasive, not as invasive as it's as last time. It's still cutting into my fucking back and shit like that. But right, right. You know, now I finally know what it is to be like an athlete who had a setback in recovery is now is having their second surgery within a few months and yeah, yeah, shit like that. Um, Shout out to all the cl- fucking uh, sports pundits who like yeah. <laughs> act like that shit's not a thing. Oh, he's he's not hurt. He could play. Like it, yeah. Well, Come on, man. Yeah. Trust me when I tell you, it sucks if there's something goes wrong after surgery. Um, But one big thing, what are you thinking of James Harden? (laughs) You know, um, I was very skeptical. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm I'm like a a skeptical optimist. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know how this is going to play out, but. These motherfuckers is balling. You know what I'm saying? Plus, plus I'm an easy Sixers fan. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? We go, we go on a little run and we right back. You know what I'm saying? To me, we we in the chip. You know what I mean? We're gonna be in Center City wilding out. We might take it to South Philly, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? But it, to, in my mind, Sixers go on a run, is you know, it's it's time to start hanging banners. You know what Duh. I mean? So what I see so far, I like it. Dog, I uh, 
I've been kind of like in and out with the Sixers this year because I'm just like, this isn't the team we're going to have, you know what I mean, going into the playoffs or whatever. Or if it is, we're going to get that first round exit. Like the whole thing is like, I wasn't really invested till we moved Simmons just because like we don't have an all-star out there right now. So until we move him for another all-star, like this isn't, you know, the team is what it is. Like some of the close games, like I've really been doing the like watching other shit, checking games to be like, is it close in the fourth? Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Or is Embiid going off? You know what I mean? Right. I'll be on Twitter like, yo, is Embiid going the fuck off? Okay, maybe I'll turn the game on. Yeah. But besides that, I'm like, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, ever since we traded for James Harden, even though those first games where he Harden wasn't even playing yet, right? I was fully <laughs> locked in and invested. Right back in the <laughs> He's and, sitting on the sideline with fucked up outfits. Yeah. Yeah. But he's sitting there wearing like a a, a fucking cardigan over a, uh, I mean, under a fucking suit jacket with the sleeves cut off. Right. Like, I'm all in, dog. It's I'm in there. my man dressed like Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in. I'm all yeah. in. Like, yeah, since he's, those two games that he's played, he's playing again, obviously, tonight. You guys will hear this tomorrow. But he, like, the first home game tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's going to be wild. So, like, yeah, yeah, I'm... Like you said, I was skeptical. I obviously was like, I don't know. Like, like, I don't love Harden's game. But you know what? Love getting a ton of free throws when they're from my team. (laughs) That's how it is, yo. Exactly. Like, exactly. I think they had 58 free throws between him and uh, Embiid in the first two games. Jesus. (laughs) So, like, I'm locked in for an extra half hour of games every night now because we're more than likely going to get it. Right. Um, But, like, whatever. I'm I'm fully invested, you know. Like I said, like, my big thing is, like, whatever. We'll we'll probably get, like, two great years out of this. And then, like, I don't know. Maybe he starts to break down. I don't, you know, who knows. But like leave again, you know. Yeah, like, who who knows? knows? But I'm definitely on my, um, all right, I'm locked in now. Like, this is our team. I'm ready to rock. You know what I mean? Um, And I ain't scared of nobody really in the East. Like, I respect all. I respect the Heat. I respect the Bucks. Um, may, maybe that's it. I don't think I respect nobody else really in the East like that. Chicago got to prove it. They young. Uh, they ain't even that young. But, like, you know, Chicago got to prove it. It's their first time together. Yeah. Fucking, you know, the Celtics are the Celtics. And so, you know what I mean? Fuck them. <laughs> um, Fuck out of here. Shout out Celtics. to all our Boston listeners. <laughs> but, like, fuck the Celtics. And yeah. um, 100%. You know, I don't really scared. I ain't scared of nobody really in the East, for real, for real. Cleveland's yeah. too young. You know, I'm I'm glad for them. I'm happy Babies. for their fans. They balling yeah, out. They, I, love they, to, yeah. I love to watch it, but yeah, y'all yeah. y'all too young. Dog, John Morant might be the best show in basketball right now. Dog. This motherfucker's out of control. He got this <laughs> shit like I don't know, man. He got like the what's it flubber. They put yeah. them in the movies. They put on the bottom of niggas' shoes and they jumping over buildings and shit. Dog. Yeah, yo. I heard Bill Simmons say this, and like I don't agree with Bill Simmons very much at all. Um, but well, I did he hear him say it. this. Yeah, I, I heard him say this, and I think it's it's generally kind of true that Morant reminds him of young Jordan, in the sense that mm. like a lot of times he kind of just like jumps in the air, figures out what he's gonna do after he's, he's in the air. Yeah, like yeah. he's in the air and he's just like, oh, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot an under the basket layup reverse. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he just it's creativity in the moment. Yeah, he's he's so graceful in in his in 
in his flight, essentially, that he's able to, and he's just like so quick with his movements. He's able to get up there and just like put the shit up off the backboard for a reverse that like nobody else in the league is able to do really. Like, yeah, he really, like, I can really agree with him in that sense where it's like, yeah, he kind of just like, he's kind of magic on the court. Like, he's just like, oh, that's just like amazing. Like, what he just did is not possible by other humans type thing. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's it's crazy. Um, thinking about the evolution of basketball, you and I've been watching basketball our whole fucking lives, mm-hmm. and the fact that John Morant is is doing stuff I've never seen before. And I know like people say that pundits say that shit a lot. Literally that buzzer beater shit, where it was Adam oh where he caught it. the damn. <laughs> football pass caught it and then just like tossed it in the air dog like (laughs) i've never seen that and the the added drama of it being a buzzer beater wasn't a game winner you know what i mean if it was a game winner (laughs) you had to put him in the hall of fame already but you know it was at the half but uh, the the drama of it being a buzzer beater and the creativity of that shot i've never seen a human do that maybe somebody else would be like oh you know Sham God did that in '88. I don't fucking know. I never seen that shit before. In in you know, I don't fucking know. Damn near forty years of watching basketball, I've never nah. seen a human being do that. Because it also it was like a football pass into the corner of the court that had to be perfect for Ja to catch it, mm-hmm. and then Ja to catch it and get it out of his hands fast enough and be on point to get it into the bay. It was just, it, it, and falling. And yeah. like you know, it, it, it's just it's so insane, man. And it, I love my man Stephen Adams. Like you know, he is what he is as a basketball player, but he's you know he's the dude. I love that ball. Like yeah, you know, he's a, he's like a, a Maori guy. Pass. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It's like, insane. Like it, like because it had a hit. It had to be per- everything has to be perfect for that to happen, and for like all that shit to happen is is just crazy. Plus, like you said, with no time really on the clock, like it's just it, it's insane. Right. It's it the beauty the of basketball that um, coordination, you know what I'm saying, like the agility that it requires. That shit, yeah. I when I saw that shit, I had to keep running it back. <laughs> this shit yeah. was crazy. Yeah, so it's gonna be good. Like I can't wait. Playoffs start soon. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be a fun playoffs. We're starting to get like the like you know the Cavs are gonna be in a playoff. We're the the old guard is starting to move out. Like we it yep. started already like the last two years, but it's really starting to happen now. Where like the old guard starting to move out. Like guys are getting older and can't play. You know and and hurt and shit like that. And like. Yeah, the young teams are moving in, and we're starting to see these young stars, and that's always fun, man. Like I, I, I'm always like ready for that. Like you start to see these young guys like move up in the world and become who they're, you know, who they're supposed to be. Yeah, I was watching um, highlights of uh, the Dallas LA game, mm-hmm. and you know they were like showing the highlights and talking about it, and fucking Luca's out there like cooking. And I can't think of who said it, but they were like, yeah, in the fourth quarter, Luca was intentionally like he looked at Brian like, oh, I got an old dude on me. And -hmm. he was intentionally like aggressively attacking LeBron. That sentence wouldn't even have made sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Six years ago, like somebody was intentionally going at LeBron James. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really a time now that we're like um, you're seeing guys like like. They're not intimidated by LeBron walking on the court anymore. Like that's not an intimidation thing anymore. Cause they're just like, he's thirty seven or thirty eight or whatever. Like he's God bless him. 
Yeah, like, and he's still playing at an insane rate. The difference is he can't carry a team like mm-hmm. he used to be able to do. Like, you know, this team that he has, as bad as it is, is better than, like, some of those Cleveland teams he took the titles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like 100%. They're... You know, especially like that one team that he went to the title with when Kyrie was hurt and Kevin Love was hurt. It's like, mm-hmm. this team is definitely better than that. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, he just can't carry a team to the finals the way he used to. Now, you know, that happens, dude. He's 38 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, so, go ahead. Do you think, th- I, I just wanted to ask you, do you think that um, the Lakers front office kind of overestimated? Just how powerful of one. I know Anthony Davis is hurt right now, right? Yeah. Do you think yeah, that yeah. they overestimated like how powerful a one-two punch just LeBron and uh, AD would have been? Like, oh, you know, we. <laughs> I still don't know why they they signed fucking uh, Russell Westbrook. I love <laughs> I love Russ, but like, come on, you know it. I, I wonder if they thought like, yo, we got Brian and AD. Like, <laughs> we're good. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what the I logic think, was behind constructing this team as it is. I think it was a lot of that. And like taking on Westbrook, you know, they had a deal for Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. And LeBron and AD pushed for Westbrook. Wow. And... Wow. But by bringing in Westbrook, you also had to let go of Alex Caruso, who was a really good piece for them. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a really good defensive player for them and was a spark offensively, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a a big energy guy. They they lost him because they brought in Westbrook, so they didn't have... And then they re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker because he's a fucking clutch guy. He got overpaid, Mm. and you know what I mean? Like... (laughs) That they couldn't resign guys, and they lost yeah. a couple players that they really needed to help. Like whatever you think of Kuzma, he's a decent defensive player and added energy for them. Caldarius Caldwell Pope, same thing. So like when you were getting rid of these guys, and you brought in Westbrook, who does not play defense, and last night when I looked was like five for fifteen shooting and like stinking it up. Yeah, stinking and, it up. You know. I, I don't I don't know man like I, I think they I think they overestimated that and I also think they overestimated how much you drain your team. Like they can only trade right now, like well during the trade deadline, they could only trade a twenty twenty seven draft pick. Ooh. Because they don't own they can't you can't trade consecutive years. Yeah. Um and they have they gave away everything in like trades and pick swaps to New Orleans. So like they don't have a, a year they can trade until 2027. And like teams, you know, like and so like the the thing is, what is this team? Because the rumors are like, oh well in, tw- in the summer they'll be able to trade 2027 and 2029. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but like what are you doing to your team at that point? Because I don't think, you know, unless you can bring excuse me, unless you can bring in Kevin Durant. I don't know who you add to this team that's like makes them a, a title contender again. Now we're contenders, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like who are you trading away that's going to make this team a title con- excuse me, a title contender. Right. So I I don't know, man. Like I think I think you're right. I think they overestimated especially with AD because like as much as Joel B gets shit, AD is always hurt. Come on. 
You know what I mean? Always. So yeah. I I don't know, man. Like and I the think motherfucker can play. I'm not, you know, I'm not. No, no. When he's on the court, he balls. Yeah, he can ball. But like, yeah. he's what does Charles Barkley call him? Street clothes is his nickname because he always is street clothes. <laughs> oh, so you know, that's I, rough. I think Barkley ain't shit for that. That's rough. No, nah, not at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I don't know. I think they really overestimated that. And then LeBron's been hurt a couple times this year, and yeah. like. You know, you got to figure, like, he's 30 fucking 7 or 38, man. He can't carry your team anymore. Yeah. And, you know, you're got you're getting to a place where, it, like, AD... And, like, LeBron actually even said this when they traded for AD. He's like, well, this is AD's team. I'm here to help him. But, like, right, right. you know, there's been a lot of criticism of AD where it's like, can he be the lead guy? Mm-hmm. And... Is he just, like, a compliment to yeah. somebody like LeBron? Like, you know, the year that they won. Yeah, like, can he really be the lead guy, or does somebody else have to be the the alpha dog on this team? Even though you know alpha dogs aren't a real thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, look that up. But you know, somebody's <laughs> got to be the leader on this team, and they don't know if somebody can be the Batman. Like, I don't know. We don't know if AD can be the Batman. He got that New Orleans team to the, like the playoffs one time or something like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? So like, who knows? Um, but um, I think we should hop into one quick subject before we get to our new music because we, we have a hard out this week. Um, but uh, I don't know. Did you see this? Um, so Questlove coming off of the Summer of Soul Oscar nomination and like all this Crazy. praise, yeah. um, him and Black Thought uh, will be producing a new um, James Brown documentary series set mm. for A&E. Wow. Wow. Um, and yeah, I did see uh, a little, you know, a little chat yeah. about this. Mick Jagger's a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Mick Jagger, like, he did the HBO documentary. He was a producer on the HBO documentary about James Brown mm-hmm. and was a producer on the Chadwick Boseman movie, Get On Up, oh, that was shit, about yeah. it. So, hey, like, I, from the, the statement I saw from Mick Jagger was like, he was like the biggest influence in my life as an artist. And you actually can kind of see that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Stage presence and shit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so uh, he was like, you know, he's like the biggest influence in my life. And I want to like, you know, I think he deserves as much praise as we can heap on him as an artist Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. He was like instrumental in the civil rights movement. And, um, so I'm really interested to check this out, um, you know, especially with like, it, listen, man, if Quests can do anything like he did with uh, Summer of Soul as a producer on this project, like, you know, I think it's going to be really good. I'm sh- like, I trust the names involved. Like I said, if, you know, Mick Jagger was involved in the documentary and in that movie and then now being involved in this, I'm sure he's going in with a labor of love aspect. And I know Quest Love. I've heard him espouse talking about watching James Brown and his band on like home video stuff. You know what I mean? And how tight the band was. Like I've heard him like go on and on about uh, how much he loves James Brown and all that kind of stuff. And I know uh, uh, Tariq does as well. So like um, I definitely think this could be done really well. Yeah. I, I can see it um, for all of the reasons uh, that you said, you know what I mean? Like, um, this is something that, uh, well, James Brown is someone who really like reshaped, you know, 
contemporary music you know what i'm saying even down to like the rhythms like you listen to you know r&b records before a certain point the rhythm was one way mm-hmm. and then james brown turned it around now every every music you hear emphasizes the one two three mm-hmm. you know what i mean it starts on the one that's james brown you know what i mean um it's crazy because a while back when I interviewed Black Thought uh, for The Believer, I asked him, I was like, yo, were you a kid? Were you like a musical kid? Uh, I like to talk to people about like childhood and shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, not really, but he said he was a performer. So he wasn't, when he was a little kid, he said he wasn't like a, you know, write rhymes, you know, little, little kid. But his thing was like dressing up like James Brown and like dancing and singing and shit. You know what I mean? So I can see with him, you know, you mentioned Mick Jagger, Quest, you know, being a fucking encyclopedia. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I know they're going to, like, dig into this shit. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's a testament to, the you know, the, the roots being involved in this and, and other uh, projects that are coming out. Uh, you're seeing a lot of people from the hip hop generation go back and kind of contextualize the music that came before hip hop because like, you know, in order to be like Questlove's a DJ, in order to be a DJ, you have to hold decades of music, you know, intimately in your, your knowledge and your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? So you, you, I feel like we're going to see, we're already seeing it, but I feel like we're going to see more of this type stuff where the hip hop generation is using that understanding coming from like a DJ and a sampling context mm-hmm. to make films and books and TV series that really, really dig in with that like DJ ear to this music. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's James Brown. I fucking love James Brown. James Brown, you know, God bless the dead. No disrespect to the dead. Did a lot of foul shit. Yeah, but absolutely. also, you know, was a fucking force, a force yeah. of nature. So to this day, like I'll uh if we about to like leave out the crib or if I'm like in the crib or whatever, I need like some energy. I play James Brown or I'll watch, you know, live performances of James Brown. He's like he's he's the heart of all of this music that we love. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean I do the amount of people that sampled James, like, you know what I mean? It's insane. And I think, and like you were saying, like to build on that point of like people going back to like this uh, art form that hip hop is built upon. Right. Um, You know, I think it's important to recognize like, you know, we stand on the shoulder of giants, you know what I mean? And like, uh, so everybody that comes after who's standing on, you know, 80s and 90s hip hop and early 2000s hip hop have to look back and then go from, you know what I mean? Like our generations have to be able to do that. And you have to be able to recognize where things come from, you know what I mean? And yeah. and a lot of times that does take until you become an older person, you know what I mean? Right. You right. know, like, um, I mean, I, obviously like me and you grew up respecting like, 60s 70s music and shit like that and 80s music and like we respected that stuff it's not like we came up and we're like oh you know what i mean no it's just hip-hop yeah. you know what i mean I but like music yeah you know what i mean 
Hey, my mom raised me on Motown and the Beatles and you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. So, um, like I, I, I knew that music, I knew Marvin Gaye before, you know, artists were sampling him and like, mm-hmm. I knew that music already. Um, but then even as I, um, was getting older and like, I listened to something, my mom be like, Oh, that's a, you know, they sampled this person. And then I would go listen yeah. to that person. Um, yeah. so like, you know, we kind of grew up with that, but like, there's a lot of people who didn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, a lot of people just going like, you know, Oh, I just listened to the music around me. Like, especially if they were listening, especially for somebody who had to listen to it and like their parents weren't allowing them to listen to the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we were lucky that like our parents allowed us to listen to music, listen to like hip hop with them. You know, my mom had some pushback, especially when I was younger, like when I'm nine trying to listen to like, you know, straight out of Compton, like she wasn't like really hype about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm trying to convince her like, no, it's like NWA, like wrestling, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, she wasn't having it. She was buying mom, me like, I was gonna say, your mom ain't falling for that shit. <laughs> no, she was buying me like, do the Bartman on yeah, cassette. Yeah. Listen. Like, dude, wow. listen to this. Is this rap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think this is going to come out really dope because I, the people behind it have a care for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, they will, and they I know will do it right. Yeah, like they said, they're going to talk about like him basically like dropping out in eighth grade and like getting arrested for like armed robbery when he was a young person and like all that kind of stuff. They're going to go into that, which I think is important because all that gives context. Like, like we as human beings, our whole story is what gives us context to who we become as a person. Um, and I think it's really, really, really important that like whole stories get told because like that's what builds the context you know what i mean yeah um it's why like knowing about uh um malcolm as detroit red is really important because it builds the context for who he becomes as a human being see you know where he I mean? came from yeah like all that stuff is important like all that you know the foundations are important to like how we become who we are as human beings yeah. um and it's important for the whole story to be told uh, so like yeah, I'm I'm really really into like having these people tell that story because like I know how much like you said, like Quest is a fucking encyclopedic knowledge of music and um, especially like you know I like I said I've heard him say like you know he has old uh, um, uh, Soul, Train? Soul Train yeah like whole old Soul Train he has like every episode of Soul Train like on vhs or whatever and he's, i heard he's doing a documentary on soul train too I, I yeah i think i heard about i think i heard that too yeah i think yeah. i heard that too um like i said like i after summer of soul whatever he's willing to be giving us as a visual context i'm down for you know i'm winning because yeah summer of soul was was absolutely incredible yeah absolutely yeah. incredible yeah so I, i'm really looking forward to this really really looking yeah. forward to this um i think it's going to be really really good um and uh, I think we can get to our new music because, uh, like I said, we have a hard out this week, so I, I just don't want to like hold any, hold either of us up. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you listen to anything new this week? I did. You know, I've been rocking a couple joints. Uh, some stuff I'll probably talk about, like the full length albums I've been really rocking with. I'll probably uh, talk about in uh, well, shit, we going on hiatus in future episodes you know what yes. I mean? even because it, it don't matter like stuff don't have to be brand the new minute it comes to, out no nah. yeah to chat about but um 
I've been rocking with uh, a single, Cool okay. G Rap, uh, his song Diesel, produced by yeah. the Alchemist. You just posted this, right? I saw you posted yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, I haven't yeah, checked I it out yet. It on the book. This shit is crazy. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, G-Rap, you know, both of us, I, you know, speak for you, but, you know, both of us love Cool G-Rap, and he's been really one of my favorites. I don't talk about uh, him that much, but he's, he's really been one of my favorites since I was young, mm-hmm. and... You know, you never know uh, with like older MCs that you love. You you might not know about their new joint or whatever. But Cool G Rap has always been like crazy consistent, mm-hmm. at least consistently good. Even if he's not putting out a bunch of shit, the joints that he puts out is, is have been crazy. And this shit, this shit just got me hype for uh, a Cool G Rap album. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's working on that or if mm-hmm. that's in the plans or whatever. But you know, Alchemist. Gave him, you know, very much uh, something a, a beat that's very much in like the current Alchemist pocket. It's like a sample joint, uh, real minimal and stripped down uh, kind of beat. And G Rap is just like killing it, slicing this shit up, dog. And even the energy in how he's rhyming, like his cadence feels like some updated underground shit uh-huh. you know what i mean like it, it feel, i don't i don't want to compare him to like you know his grandchildren but a lot of the music that alchemist makes with younger mcs this feels right in that same pocket or in a, you know in a related world at least so yeah this shit like i had no i can't think of who uh put me on to it who posted it on the timeline first but shout out to that person but i you know i checked it out i love coogee rap man. and alchemist is the shit so i like hit play and it it blew me away he smoked this shit and i'm hyped for him to do you know give us some more music yeah it's it's weird that at one time in hip-hop we legit thought like oh this dude's like 35 he can't rap anymore that's how and, it be <laughs> and you're just yeah, like that's or how it used to be at least you I mean, he can still put words together, just like you know what I mean. Like it's really it's weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like his knees go bad. And he gotta leave. <laughs> yeah, like his his vocal box. Like aside from like Doc, you know, aside from the Which DOC. Yeah, like you know, like his vocal cords aren't gonna be messed up. Like he can still put words together. His brain still works well. He can still put words together really well. And, and like, you know, I think there was a time when like. Uh, some of those older MCs would get like shittier beats. Oh, that was definitely a thing. Yeah, that and like I know it was a, a it was a production thing too because like production in like the late nineties was like the boom of production where the Neptunes and Timberland were getting a million dollars a beat, and like if you're Cool G Rap, who's not you know the top artist in the industry, is not getting those kind of beats because he's not getting those kind of budgets. Um, but I think you're seeing so many older uh, artists still be able, still being able to do these kind of uh, um, do these projects now because you're having artists like uh, producers like Alchemist or like a Mad Lib or somebody like that, or you know even a Black Milk like go sit down with one of these artists or Apollo Brown or whatever and sit down with these artists and be like, I'm gonna give. Like I'm gonna produce a whole record for you. I got some shit for you. Yeah, yeah and production doesn't yeah. cost 
you know, two million dollars anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it ain't like it was. Yeah, it's a feasible thing. You can do these projects and like these like Alchemist is around our age, so to call him like young, quote unquote, isn't like you know what I mean? But like a a artist from like a producer from the next generation after like late eighties, early nineties, respect these artists so much that like, they're like, Oh, I'm like work on a whole project with cool G rap. Fucking yes. I'll do that. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? They're much yeah. more willing to do these things at a different cost and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Like as soon as we're done, I'm going to throw it on when I'm getting changed to get ready to head out. So, Damn. uh, you know, I'm super excited for it. G rap um, smoke this shit. Yeah. I, I'm ready to listen to this joint. Um, I checked out the new Conway record. Um, God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. It's probably my favorite record he's ever made. Oh shit, work. It's really good. Yeah. Um, you have a mix in producers like fucking Hit Boy has a record on here that's crazy. Bink has a record on here that's crazy. Alchemist mm. is on here. Derringer's on here. There's like a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, dude, dude, the fucking, uh, I'm telling you, check the Bink one out. It's so, 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 so good. What's the, uh, you know the, the title? Of yeah, it? give me one second. I'll get it for you. Uh, I got it up. There we go. Um, it's not piano. Love, you got right? my man Wallow on here? Yeah, Wallow's on a record. Wallow. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, hold on, I'm pulling it up now. Guilty. Guilty. It, guilty by uh and the Beat Brothers and Bink produced it. Yeah. So good, dog. It's like yeah. a straight, you know what I mean? I think it's only like a, a minute forty or something like that for the song, because it's just like him straight barring down. Mm. And it's uh, lyrically lyrically, this is probably the best Conway's been. And a part of it is he's kind of exploring a few different things. It's not just like, oh, I'm gonna shoot you in the face and steal yeah, your I'll coke you or some out. shit like yeah, 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 like he's a, talking about different things. He gets very in depth about like getting shot and um that shit. And um uh, like I said, like my, my one of my favorite Conway verses is actually from Donda when he's like talking about God and stuff. Like so like I really enjoy hearing him on different different songs. Um Obviously, John Woo flick is on here, and that's just fucking insane. And Hard body, yeah. Yeah, like, um, he's got, like, Lil Wayne on this record. T.I.'s on this record. Um, there's Ross. a ton of people. Rick Ross is on this record, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so a ton of artists, but, like, a lot of, like, solo stuff and a lot of stuff where he's just, like, giving you, like, straight, bro- straight bars. Obviously, someone said something um, that really probably upset him about... Uh, the Bell's Palsy because there's like oh. two or three times he mentions it on the he record of like, it. wow. Yeah. Like there's one time he's just like, yeah, I'm laughing at your comments about the Bell's Palsy, blah, 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 blah. And then there's another one where he's like, yo, it hurt my feelings when he was talking about my face and blah, blah. So like, I think, I think there is some like Man. built up stuff inside of him. And he does, I, I know I saw an interview recently where he was like talking about, uh, and actually there's a song on here called stress where he's just like talking about like the depression that he's been dealing with and like that kind of yeah. stuff. So, um, again, I think there's like a different range of stuff we're hearing from him, And that's why I honestly, I honestly, I think it's the best record we've heard from him. It's, it's yeah. a really good record, man. I definitely think people should check it out. Like I said, my favorite Conway record and he's dropped some bangers in the past. So yeah, Conway's um, the shit, yo. And like, I, I, um, I'm happy that uh, 
as on a human level that he has, you know, the craft of MC and to be able to explore and hash out all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? I said it on my man uh, thread. Um, I've never been talking about Conway. I was like, I, I've never been shot in the head before. Yeah. But I could imagine, you know, maybe I couldn't imagine, you know what I mean? Like all the trauma and like hurt and fear that that shit leaves in you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, getting shot, period, is probably a bitch. I, you know what I mean? It never happened to me. But like in the head and your face is different every day when you wake up. Like that's, yeah, that's that's a bitch. So like well, shout out to him for, you know, having like the 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 courage and strength to like work through that shit in the music too yeah i mean like just think of it this way like you were you know you were really sick a few years ago like four yeah. years ago like almost right like to the day today mm-hmm. was the day you went into the hospital yeah. um and like you know what you went through and that wasn't a gunshot like it wasn't mm-hmm. someone who was trying to kill you like it was literally just a disease trying to kill you yeah and um, or a virus, whatever, but like that, you know, like all the stress and, and, and depression and anxiety and, and everything yeah. you went through. Same thing with me when I, when I'm, I would do that five months ago, I was laying in my bed going like, I don't know if this is wor- like, this wasn't worth it. And like, I'd rather yeah. be dead than feeling the way I feel right now and all that kind of yeah. shit. So like, um, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I was in the hospital crying when I had, like, during that first, the first setback, like, I, the headaches were, it was like, felt like my head was going to explode. No bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, yeah, I can only imagine, like, you add the fact that someone was literally trying to kill you when that happened. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad, like, I, like I said, like, I, like you said, like, I'm, I'm glad he's been able to work through this and the music. And I think it, it's come out the most in this album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's him working through some stuff. Listen, man. Wouldn't be surprised if he started like some kind of therapy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, and gotta go to therapy, yeah. Yes. Uh, you Got know, to. we advocate for therapy on this podcast, definitely. So yeah. um, but yeah, definitely check out uh God Doesn't Make Mistake God Don't Make Mistakes and uh Coogee Raps uh Diesel. Both of them mm-hmm. definitely uh get the stamp of approval from us. Um besides that, uh we won't be back next week. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks. Um, but make sure you go to Serious Rap Shit Vivo. Put that in the search bar on YouTube. Serious Rap Shit Vivo. It's also in the link on our, our social medias. That, that's Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter. It is in the link in there. You can go right through there and subscribe. Um, but make sure you go to Serious Rap Shit Vivo. Um, subscribe to that channel. Um, there'll be new stuff. There'll be new videos going up there every week while while we're on hiatus. Um, like I said, go to seriousrapshit.com. Well, seriousrapshit.com to get all your merchandise. Um, Serious Rap Shit on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and you can get all your uh, uh, you can get all the information. You'll see when we're coming back. I'll have that posted, um, and all the new videos that's going up and that kind of stuff. Um, and any, any surprise stuff, there might be some surprise stuff that goes up there in the next couple, uh, weeks. Um, you're John underscore liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow you. I am Indy I N D I underscore S R S on Instagram and Twitter and go follow me. Um, do not follow us. Don't go to Facebook. Um, we're maxed Facebook. out. Yeah, Facebook's done. It's yeah, over. and I barely use it in the first place. Um, Nobody's there. But, uh, you know, 
Follow us on the social medias. Follow us everywhere you can. Show love and support. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And we'll be back soon. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take his fat, 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 fat